We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Speaking of offensive linemen, Notre Dame invaded New York yesterday, left. And I look, let me tell you something. I love the national exposure. Yeah. So Notre Dame has I, keep Marcus Freeman and this football team away from bad vibes. That's right. I told keep, I told you in the first half, keep him away from guaranteed rate field and the White Sox. Oh, none of that running <laughs> off on Notre Dame. Now this dude is up in here dealing with the Mets. Yeah. Keep him away from the Mets. I understand the exposure. Great interview on Good Morning Football this morning. If you missed it, talking about his relationship with Sauce Gardner and, and him and Mike Mickens recruiting him and how the dude never had a shirt on when he was FaceTiming him and talking about recruiting Kennedy Erlacher and playing with Brian Erlacher and being able to sit there and talk to Brian Erlacher doing a recruitment for his son. And uh, Brian Erlacher pretty much telling all of the assistant coaches that, you know, Coach Freeman was kind of stiff as a player. Yeah, stiff, yeah. You know. He's a coach now. He he head coach. He can't be to say, I'm sure he probably, like, Goes in the mirror every day and is like, man, I just can't be the linebacker Freeman. I got to be Obama Freeman. Mm-hmm. Out here. So Stiff is just a part of it because he don't know. He may go on these recruiting trips and get too loose-lipped or something and be on 247 Sports about him being a bad recruiter or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when, you the, when you the LeBron James of the recruiting staff, hell, you 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 know, that's why LeBron, they can't find no controversy on LeBron. He probably got it. But it's the face of the league. You can't be out there just finagling like the rest of these people, you know. So Marcus Freeman is a little stiff, I'm sure, but it's for good reason. You know, he's building that mystique of why Marcus Freeman is the face of the program right now. Can't be moving forward just because we got to put that on the field because he can't make no tackles, can't throw no touchdowns. But the, the, the mystique, the essence, you know, Brian Kelly, after his third or fourth year, got the essence of, okay, that's Notre Dame and Brian Kelly. You know, you, something's going to turn out. Storyline, headline. Yeah. I, it, wave, you know. And, you know, I'll end it with, before we get to uh, Joe Alt in New York. Uh, 
there is nothing overrated about Harry he's saying as an offensive line coach because he's done it too many places. It's he did it in the pros. The dude had a the dude had a dominant offensive line with freaking Juice Williams as quarterback in Illinois. Like hey, Illinois was relevant too when they was around. And Rashad Mendenhall was a first round pick as a running back behind his offensive lines. You can't call him overrated and look at the play. Just look at the NFL. Just now, look at the NFL. Skip you, college. Skip dude, the, just skip the whole college game. Look at the results. In if the you league. if you think Harry Heastan is overrated, what the heck is Alabama? See, Alabama offensive line gets all this credit, bro, right? When they have the best of the best at the skill position and the best of the best at the quarterback. Who has Harry Heastan had a quarterback and skill position? Because <laughs> I've seen Harry Heastan – Going to games against good teams, and it's O line do good enough to have a chance to win games, and the skill position in the quarterbacks weren't good enough to win the games against Georgia, Clemson. That's not Harry. He's standing on the offensive line. What happened down there in Miami? That wasn't Harry. He's standing on the offensive line. Miami stacked the box. To stop Adams in the run game. And Ian Book and Brandon Woodbush were incapable. They had three opportunities for big plays early and they missed them all. That's not Harry Heastan, bro. It's not. Harry Heastan's line didn't throw that pick against Miami. No. On that Miami game, too. It wasn't an offensive line thing. That's not Harry Heastan. They beat Clemson at home. Trevor Lawrence, they face him again in the championship game in the ACC. The O-line dominates the first quarter and a half, and Ian Book can only get field goals. They just move the ball down the field against Clemson's defensive line the first quarter and a half, and Notre Dame can't come up with points. Wide open receiver on fourth, fourth and three, Ian Book just misses the throw. Ian Book is the type of guy that leaves all the chicken left on the chicken wing. He you just like, can't look like, at – Performances in big games to say, oh, they didn't perform well. We what? leave too much chicken on the bone. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Clemson's O lines have been average. Average. You Deshaun can't name one. O was average. Name one Clemson O line. Average. I can't name one lineman. But the Trevor quarterback Lawrence. and skill position, they were damn good. Left. I can name the defensive lineman. I can't name no offensive lineman during Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson's time. Man, you can't name one. I can name a skill positions. I can name a D line. I can name a secondary. I don't know anybody on the offensive line, but vice versa. You can name, you can go through the catalog of guys you know off the top of your head, old lineman at Notre Dame, but you can't, but you're not going to remember all the skill positions. See, we got to reverse that. Reverse it. Reverse it. Ohio State isn't memorized for. O lineman, but they'll produce one or two. Yeah. <laughs> they'll they'll get you one. They'll get the quota. Yeah, we got one or two first round, second round lineman. We got that. We hit the quota. We over quota. We get you know every year we get five and four or five guys. That's, that's over quota. Ohio State gets the quota, but they get the over quota on the skill. That's where they win in that. That's where they get the attention and the legacy from the skill. So we got to reverse that for us. We got to man. Look, there is no over. Let me tell you something. And this is my opinion. This is strictly my opinion. First of all, his track record is just too good to be in, be considered overrated in any way, form, or fashion. In any way, in any way, how overrated? Where? Yes. Where? Stop. What? Yeah, it what? can't be ignored. If that's the case, if that's the case. Then your boy up there at Ohio State, the D line coach, is overrated too. Oh, for sure. And Michigan's oh, Michigan's O line coach. Because Michigan, I've seen Michigan just run them over the last two years. So Larry Johnson must be overrated in a mug as a D line coach. And he had Chase Young there during that time. That so when it comes to big games, man, there's so many different things that come into it, man. You can talk about how they struggled against Ohio State. There were times in that game where, look, Notre Dame was in what? Uh, Ohio State territory. The problem is, is five times. I mean, when you're not competing on the outside and you're not completing passes on a consistent basis, we can't protect nothing. We can't block nothing. Yeah, the defense is teeing off. Let me ask you this question. In Notre Dame fans, Name an offensive line over the last decade that has been asked to do more <laughs> yeah. for, a, for a program offensively. Yeah. To be asked to do more 
for a team that's been consistently winning like us. There's not teams consistently winning yeah, like yeah, us. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, one yeah. thing to ask for a lot, but shit, we, we're asking for a lot, winning a lot. Man. That's Bro. a whole other category. <laughs> what was the dude? This is just, man. Uh, what was his name? It All-American. Um, uh, for what school? Uh, for Alabama. Barrett Jones. Oh, Mr. Everything. All-American. Best offensive lineman in the country. That dude got to the league and was trash. <laughs> trash. And you look at most Alabama offensive linemen when they get to the league, they are trash. Hell, DJ Flukner. They'll get drafted high, but they are trash. Andrew, and what's his name? The Thomas kid that just went first round for the. Oh, for he the starts for the John. He's starting to pan out and be a he's little bit better. To pan out, but he wasn't what Evan, Evan, no. Evan, Evan, uh, Neal, no, Evan. no, yeah, no talent, man. You go get extreme talent at quarterback, wide receiver, and other positions, man. Yeah, you'll start. You'll be like, man, the offensive line is so good. Because <laughs> what do you call Drake May's offensive line? He makes them look better. Now, I would say Georgia has a better professional track record with their offensive line in the Alabama. Oh, for sure. Georgia does. That's because they're a running team, though. Dudes were not running free against Ohio State. Y'all need to go watch the film of that game. You said they got to watch it. <laughs> Dudes, dude, Matt Salerno caught a ball with the defender – Right on him over his left shoulder. Michael Mayer was running free, but dudes were not running free all game against Ohio State. That's not true. Go if if you get access to film, that is not the case. And Ohio State kept bringing the pressure and kept going man to man because they were covering guys. Period. And they're going to do the same thing this year until Notre Dame can prove, even with Sam Hartman, that they can make the big plays. Even with them. Even with them. That catch that Salerno made was miraculous. Look, we had to make ESPN. Miraculous. And I'm not the only one that would tell you this. Brian Driscoll just would tell you from looking at the film. We're not talking about the copy of the game. We're talking about actual coaches' film. Yeah. The vast majority of the plays, there was little separation between defensive backs and wide receivers. Yeah. Little. Deion Cozy was hurt. He wasn't there. Yeah. Remember that. Avery Davis was hurt. He wasn't there. Didn't even get a chance to go. That they didn't even have the numbers. Well, it's not even it's illogical. They didn't have the numbers. Braden Lindsay had a couple of plays where he was open. But that's about it. They weren't even equipped as a wide receiver core to go into that game and match up against Ohio State. So at no. All. At all. They weren't. They were injured as a core. Missing like three of their top players. Avery Davis was supposed to be our X factor going into the year because he was the only veteran at the time. We were rolling out Lorenzo Styles, JT, and 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 and, and who else? That you know, young guys. So yeah, we dude. was ill equipped like, 
going into a fight like this. You, once again, people can believe what they want to believe. Braden Lindsay was open on certain plays. We're not going to sit here and act like Braden Lindsay was out there like Marvin Harrison in the darn semifinal championship game, putting his hand up as soon as he came off the line of scrimmage. Man, stop. Braden Lindsay ain't even that type of dude. He wasn't, wasn't even that type of dude. What are we talking about now? Now, just because he got release packages, all of a sudden, Brady Lindsey is just running wide open every play against Ohio State. Come on, man. Whoa. Stop. We got to stop. We got to stop, man. And I'm not even saying, no, I think Braden Lindsey's career at Notre Dame with Better quarterback play would have looked a lot different, in my opinion. A lot different. With the saving grace from Marcus Freeman, when Marcus Freeman said we had to fix this problem, when he said, yo, it wasn't trust the process, it was fix the process. You know who he went to to fix the process? He didn't go to Tommy Reese and the quarterbacks. He didn't go to the wide receiver room. He went to Harry. He's standing at the offensive line and said, yo, we got to ride, y'all. And it happened. That's that. Joe Alt in New York left. I don't know how I feel about this. This might be the most incomplete grade of judging food in New York, in my opinion. So out in New York. This is Joe Alt. We're here in beautiful New York City. We'll go on a little food tour. I'm going to show you guys how to eat, and you're only going to be getting point scores because that's how you truly rate some food. Let's get after it. The question is, I'm getting a hot dog. That's that's what we got to get. Got to show it to the camera, a little, little beautiful hot dog with some ketchup on there. Perfect amount of ketchup. I love hot dogs. We're starting off hot with a little 7-3 on the hot dog. It's pretty darn good. I mean, we got we gotta get more food. I'm not I'm not full yet, so we're gonna go with the chicken kebab. We're gonna go a little outside the mainstream. I love chicken, nice lean meat, full kebab. Why not? It's in a bun. This is kind of interesting here. I'm just going no bun. Sweating, really giving good scores out here. Really good chicken. I got to think about this one. You know what, bite. Six point eight. Good. It was great. Liked it. It was great. On the bun, though, I don't know if I made the bun. Probably just skipped the bun, but the bun was great. We thought we were going to go sweet. We didn't. We're going bacon, egg, and cheese. A little breakfast. It's a bacon, egg, and cheese sound. The fact that I can get it right now at 1 p.m. just speaks that it is. Oh. No littering. Come on now. We can't be littering here. All right. This is a shout out to my guy Murph right here. This is a baking egg and cheese bagel. Not bagel. Bagel. 
I honestly don't know what's better. The bacon and the egg or this chocolate chip bagel. Oh my goodness. Look at that. A little chocolate chip in there. Adds a little sweetness to this. Ooh. Best thing I've had yet. Getting a big score from me. You're gonna be an 8.2. Really, really solid. Great, great item. I had to come back on here and be truthful with you guys. After further review, it was not a chocolate chip bagel. It was a raisin bagel, but it was still great. And uh, I think it was cranberry to be exact. It was great. I, I, I just thought I'd suggest getting the cranberry bagel next time. Perfect to cleanse the palate, but I think it's time to get mobile here and start heading through New York City, get some more views. Here we go. Oh yeah, that's delicious. We got something to cleanse the palate, but I'm definitely gonna prefer the Notre Dame Alexa shake because it is 100 times better than this. So that's the end of this, uh, this little food trip here. It's been great. Got to see a lot of beautiful New York City. Got some great food. Didn't finish off the way we wanted to, but we got some great food in the process. And uh, just happy to be here and look forward to seeing more of the, the beautiful city. And uh, yeah, that's a wrap. Yeah. Uh, look, see, this is the problem, man. Yeah, when you when you send someone to New York, and shout out to Notre Dame Media, man. First <laughs> of all, New York does have great bagels. They have fantastic bagels. I cannot. And it's crazy because you can go anywhere and you find a great bagel spot. <laughs> you cannot talk about food in New York without getting a slice. Number one. Yeah. It's a must. How, how do you not sneak a slice in a New York? Number two, you do not talk about food in New York without going to a bodega. Wait, how do you not hit a bodega? You got to go to bacon, egg, and get cheese. a chopped cheese. Chopped cheese, bacon, egg, and cheese. Go, you know. What's, you what's can get cheese? everything. They could have gotten everything at the bodega. They could have just set them up in a corner. Man, the bagels, the sandwich, chopped cheese. Disconnect. That's the disconnect between Notre Dame and the culture. Yes. We fake doing cultural things. Yes. And then do it in Notre Dame way. And then if you're going to hit the cart, you hit the one on 42nd, right off four. That's right outside of everybody where they come out from seeing all the Broadway shows. All of you see nothing but a long line of people dressed up. See, and that's, and that's what Notre Dame got it. See, Notre Dame would be like, yeah, we'll do a New York do, trip. Do the research, go, man. And then go to the Hamptons. That's not, New York. That's not New York. You, I'm you from New Chicago, York. and I know about it. That's Notre Dame being the the the, the misunderstanding of culture. And then you go out there, and then you do the. That's like going to Chicago, and then not going to Harold's, but going to Popeyes. And Joe doesn't know any better. And Joe don't know. Joe, Joe don't know. It's not Joe's fault. It's Notre no. Dame putting him in the position to be a part of something when they, they the script writers ain't writing the right script. No. Write the right script where he where Joe got to go to Brooklyn or something. Go to the Bronx and get a chopped cheese from the middle of the Bronx. That's that's a video. That's now, see. Get, that's where you get the see. If I had been with Joe, they probably would have been scared because we would have been on the three, the three and the four or five. At least take the train. You know, right? Going to Ruthie's, I would have took him to Ruthie's and got him a nice little pork chop, smothered pork chop, cooked the order. And walk two blocks up the Junior's Cheesecake and hook them up. See? That's what I would have done. I would have hooked them up. You know what I'm saying? 
I already took him to the Red Flame for breakfast. Got him that French toast that's world-renowned. See, See, name dropping, yeah. I'm know, just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. They brought that. If Joe Alt comes to Chicago. <laughs> Chicago love the ND players. The way they went left, they would bring Joe Alt to Chicago and take that dude to Lou Malnati's. <laughs> He'll stay, he'll stay outside the city. They wouldn't take him to like the, the, the parlor, real great pub style piece of joints in Chicago. No, we'll do it. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't take him like to the real Italian beef spots in the woods. They wouldn't take him on 79th, 87th. They would take that dude to like sharks. Sharks fish somewhere. <clears throat> Missed so missing the boat. Yeah, and they, say, they say you're going uh, uh, you're going that way, just the wrong direction. What they say? You're going away, just the wrong way. <laughs> we we trying, just missing the boat. You know, we just too we we we, we got to stop Notre Dame and things up. If you go to Chicago. Hire somebody from Chicago to go with, bro. That's smart. That's just you go to Chicago and be like, Well, these are the top 10 things on Google to do, dude. You know it's, what I would have done? I would have had, well, they don't have a show anymore, but I would have done something. I would have had Desus and Mero walking that dude around to the boat, there. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're gonna sit you down in the right boat, we're gonna get you right. Because that's um, New York. Chopped cheese, experience New York. You didn't even get a slice. You can find a slice on any Man, corner. They should have took him to the, the Supreme store, got, got Joe Fresh. Oh, a flight club. Anywhere. Flight, flight club. Like some, <laughs> I would have watched stadium that. Stadium goods. Yeah. Go to, they could have set up a stadium goods, Notre Dame, Anything collab, supreme collab. Yeah, for like, the game. Really getting fresh or something. That would have been crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, put some creativity behind that thing. No. They just got him doing the most basic stuff. You know, he's like, uh, I'm in New York. Like, no, nah, man, you're supposed to. They then, oh, Coach Vic, when I saw he had ketchup on his hot dog, I said, oh, man. <laughs> I said, what are we doing? Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> Come on, Notre Dame. Come on, it ain't hard. It ain't. It's not hard. But the good steward, clean fun. It's just not. It's not catching. It's not catching right. Yeah, we give you an E for effort, though. We give yeah, you it's an E for effort. E for effort. It, you know, you can't. You can't do nothing with it transitorily. But it's a feel good. You know, y'all feel good doing it. But is it? Is it making any results happen? Probably not. But you can say you did it. And that's I think that's no Dame's thing. They just want to say they can they did it. They were good stewards about it. But listen, we gotta we gotta connect now. Connect. Connect. Connect the pieces. We we doing this. <laughs> trying to trying to make it work. We just keep missing. We we on the right path. We just keep missing. We gotta connect. Sam Harper was in New York. He spent time on ESPN Sports Center and also college football live. Here's a little excerpt courtesy of ESPN of Sam Hartman and uh, the exposure you get, like I said, in the sexiest position still in college football, that is the quarterback for the University of Notre Dame. That's Barry Sage Steele back with you on SportsCenter. After an impressive run at Wake Forest, quarterback Sam Hartman's new home is in South Bend, Indiana. Hello. Notre Dame. Let's dive into his career by the numbers. He leaves Wake Forest with the second most passing yards in ACC history, trailing only Phillip Rivers. Hartman has averaged over eight yards per attempt in his career. He throws touchdowns galore with four career games of at least five touchdowns. That's more than all other players in Wake Forest history combined. His 110 total passing touchdowns are the most in ACC history. And 21 times in his career, he threw for at least 300 passing yards, most by any quarterback in conference history. Notre Dame had one game last season with over 300 passing yards. So you get why Sam Hartman and Notre Dame is a perfect marriage. And he joins me now hanging out in New York City for the next couple of days. And Sam, I understand you guys have some big plans while you're in New York the next couple of days. Yes, sir. Yeah, we got a little Mets game uh, Friday night. Coach Freeman's going to go out there and toss the first pitch and uh, I hope everyone in the country's tuning in for that. Seeing for what? A strike right down the middle. I can't wait. Have you coached him up a little bit, being a quarterback, knowing how to sling a rock? Have you Have you talked to him? Yeah, I mean, I, I would just say don't miss. Don't throw it in the dirt. You know, you got to miss high <laughs> if you're going to miss. Yeah, please do not be the next 50 Cent or Mariah Carey when it comes to throwing a first pitch. Hey, when I introduced you there, man, it took some getting used to to call you Notre Dame quarterback. How has that transition been in South Bend? Um, it's been surreal. I mean, I think uh, hearing your name uh, side by side by one of the most historic programs in the country uh, is, is very cool, but also humbling. Um, you know the expectations when it comes to being a Notre Dame football player and also being a Notre Dame quarterback. So uh, a lot of excitement, a lot of nerves, but um, like you can see on the screen, you know, the, the guys, the 11 guys or the 22 guys on the field, what make it happen. And 
Um, they've been great introducing me to the Notre Dame way and then obviously Coach Freeman um, showing me the standard of what, what it takes to, you know, get it done. And, and Sam, you had so much success as I detailed at Wake Forest. We see. Why did you decide to make this move to Notre Dame? Um, I mean, I think partially for me, I, I love playing football. And I know that um, going to the NFL is a, is a tough task. Um, there's small percentages, and I, I do believe I can play in the NFL, but um, I knew I had an extra year of eligibility, and um, why not try and take a shot at a, at a new place and a new scheme? And, um, again, it's Notre Dame. I feel like that kind of answers itself of the history, um, you know, the, the legacy that's been left um, for our team this year to try and fulfill. Um, we're all huge positives in, in my um, – thinking about going back to school and then meeting coach Freeman was a big part of it and what he is and who he is as a man, as a father and as a coach. Um, and just wanted to come, uh, give it another shot in college year number six and, uh, <laughs> try to try and make it happen. Year number six sounds so much fun in college. I graduated in four, kind of regret that sometimes, but as a college football fan, I'm a college football fan. I'm a history nerd when it comes to the sport. There's really something special about Notre Dame. You've alluded to it a couple of times now and it's place in college football. Sam, have you allowed yourself a minute or two on campus and around to really nerd out a bit about the history of that place? Um, I think so. I mean, I think there's, um, you know, different things. Like I had a class my first spring um, in the Golden Dome, which was very cool. Um, and then also my other class was in the stadium. So that was felt pretty, uh, pretty prestigious to be able to walk in there. And, um, you know, I've only played it now in the stadium twice. We had two scrimmages there. Um, and you, you get the feel when you walk down the tunnel that there's, you know, something special about it, something special about putting on the, the gold lid for the first time. And um, it's it's something I'm uh, extremely grateful for, the opportunity, and hoping to make the most of it. You guys get this thing started right away, right out of the gate. You get the most Irish experience ever, heading to Dublin. You play Navy in week zero. Have you ever been to Ireland before? I have not. It'll be – I had to get my passport renewed. Um, it's going to be – going to be experienced for sure but again we got a, a tough task on the road both both teams being on the road and um you know navy poses a, a big challenge for us on defense schematically and what they like to do um and again it's a first game for me um and a first game for this team in this 2023 season so um it's going to be exciting i know it's sold out already and um the irish faithfuls are going to be there in, in numbers Look, maybe I'm not encouraging anything here on SportsCenter, but maybe with a victory you can celebrate and have a legitimate pint with the Irish as you guys come out of there with a win. And, and it's been really – it's been a year for you. It's been close to a year since it was announced you would miss the start of last season with a condition that ultimately caused a blood clot. Sam, reflecting back to last year, what was that time like for you? Um, I mean, very challenging. Um, but, I, you know, I kind of go back with uh, – really, it's your family – you know, the people closest to you, um, the team, I will always, you know, be forever grateful for Wake Forest and everything that they've done for me and the coaching staff and um, the training staff, everyone who was involved in that process. But, you know, I got to give a shout out to mom. Um, she was there obviously from day one and then till now. And she was there with me in the hospital when it all, all the different news and the different stories and the different speculations of what um, it could be or couldn't have been. And, and then again, I just think like anything in, in life, it's, and you just keep showing up and keep pushing. It, it kind of comes back to you. And um, I was grateful to continue playing. And it also showed me how, how much I love the game and how much more I want to play. And it kind of alludes back to what I talked about for coming to Notre Dame. Is, yeah. 
um, it was an opportunity to play football again, and I really couldn't pass it up. It's like anything in life, if something gets taken away from you, you might not know what it meant to you until it's gone, and now you've got the second opportunity not only to play last year, but to continue your career at Notre Dame. I mean, that whole 60-minute piece, you know, breaking down Sam's character and all the, the, the journey of life that he's been through, you only got that time because you had Notre Dame. So, you know, I do think that he's realizing how special it is. I mean, he's in New York for what? <laughs> Just because he's at Notre Dame. He yeah, Wake Forest. Guess where he's at if he was at Wake Forest? At home, chilling on the couch. Getting ready for ACC media day. Yeah, nobody cares about what you got going on. You don't get no solo interviews on no TV. You're just a, an average guy in college football. Coming to Notre Dame, you got to wear a button-up shirt. You got to have a schedule. You on a you on a mission. You got things to do, places to see. He said you you going to the Mets game. You ain't going to the Mets game in New York, and you at Wake Forest. They need, none of them need to go to the Mets game. They need to stay as far far away from that organization. Go to the Bronx, bro. Please go to the Bronx. So you know, doing random things like this, it just builds to the why Notre Dame quarterback is the one of the best positions and statuses you can have in the world. I mean, you're doing things out of that normal quarterbacks aren't able to do. So Sam saw the value of that and is seeing the value of it that he's committed and he's the the solo dolo guy out there. And uh you know now you get these expectations. You don't have the same expectations. Uh, uh, and, and people didn't care, honestly, quite frankly, about what you did at Wake Forest because you've accepted this role of being the CEO of Notre Dame football team. That's has expectations where people are paying attention to everything that you're doing. It's you throwing these picks and being turnover prone. They're not going to hey, like it. They're going to say something. something. <laughs> let me tell you something. Sam Harvin, for the most part, had gotten used to the big games in the ACC. He had faced Clemson multiple times. Facing yeah. Clemson had become the norm for him. He was used to that. He ain't never been in the game where he's beat Clemson the way we beat him. Let never. me tell you something. Let me never. tell you something. Never been in a game like that. September 23rd, Sam Harmon has never experienced that, bro. Never. Never. He's never. Ne ne and Sam Hartman, I'm going to be honest. I believe Sam Hartman is going to be a steady force for the offense. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I, believe in, his, I believe in his calmness. I believe in him being able to move on, take it step by step, play by play. But he's about to experience a level of anxiety, nervousness, whatever you want to call it. We're going to yeah, see yeah. Sam Hartman has a pace of a D1, of a, not D1, the pace of a generational quarterback. You got to be a dude at Notre Dame. That's the other. That's the flip side of this whole coin. Yeah, you're going to get the fame. You're going to get the expectations. You're going to get accolades. You already get in the Heisman conversation. You didn't take a snap yet. The flip side is you got to be a dude, and there's no if hands, or buts, or buts. There's no excuses for it. No, no. No, uh, nobody's going to help you. If you don't go out there and be the, the generator, the house ain't going to be powered up, and you're going to be broke. You're going to be out of a job. So for me, yes, take advantage of all these resources that are coming your way. 
But like I said, the difference between dudes and not dudes is expectations. Deshaun, when I had gotten hurt, there wasn't no expectation for him. So anything he did and when he played well, it was it was great. Oh, man, yeah, you man, well, nobody ever thought that. The next year, all right, Deshaun, you got to win these games. We young. We got this on you. Expectations went up. Expectations is that you have to win the game. Not last year where you just throw the wheel, you, you got the O-line blocking great, you hand it off left and right, close your eyes. Nothing that you can do out there is wrong. Just don't turn it over. Now it's like, look, you have to score touchdowns. And if you don't, we're not going to win. And we didn't win. Plain and simple, cut and dry. It's not no biased opinion or no feel. It's the truth. Seven games we lost last year or in that year were on game-winning drive. As in you're going down to be that dude to score to win, you got to – and we didn't get it done. Ian Book. Ian Book. During the year when Brandon, him and Brandon going back and forth, Ian Book had no expectation. They just couldn't stop talking bad about Brandon. Oh, Brandon's going to turn the ball over, Brandon, 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 Brandon. So Ian just stepping in and anything Ian did was great. Anything he did, oh, we start him right now. He's the future. Da, 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 da. When expectations came up when Ian started, all right, Ian, it's not good enough to go undefeated. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, you know, it's not good enough to go undefeated. But if you go to the playoffs and lose in the first round, what's the point of the undefeated? You putting up 2,800 yards, you're not even in New York, and you went undefeated. So, you know, he can he can skate past, but you will never get the, the, the accolades that you probably feel like you deserve as the winningest quarterback of all time. Because you have to be a dude at Notre Dame. It's good enough, it's not acceptable when you're trying to put your name in the greats at Notre Dame. It's just not. You got to be able to either put up or shut up. Remember our conversation from the other day surrounding Sam Hartley left? Yeah. Can I give you Vegas's over-unders for his stats this year, the prop bets? They have Sam Hartman at 2,800 yards passing. Oh, my God. They have That's Sam, the lowest in his career. They have, the Sam, they have Sam Hartman at 26 touchdowns. <laughs> Who do they think we got Ian? They thought we got Ian redrafted from the bro. I told you Vegas, Vegas is on some extreme disrespect right now. <laughs> they don't got when us winning. When no it more comes games. to this Notre Dame offense, boy. They don't yeah. got us no more games with Sam. They don't got they got Sam playing the worst in his career. I mean, oh my gosh. Who do you think we who do you think we are? You really Man. think we're gonna get the guy that put up 12,000 yards in the career with a terrible team? That he's gonna have his worst stats of his five years in the in the, in college football, the worst stats on a better team. Man, Vegas must. Notre Dame fans, if you are betting fans, run to the window with that twenty six hundred. Oh man, run twenty six hundred. I'm taking the over. Twenty six touchdowns. He had three in the spring game. <laughs> Man, Vegas, man. Vegas must be Michigan fans or something. 
he had three in the spring game, guys. Man. So 26 is like <laughs> 200 a week. They're like, yeah, we'll give him 200 yards a week. Oh, my. We had Ian at what? We had Ian at, not Ian, uh, Drew Pine at what, 220? Dude, we were asking Drew Pine for 150 by the end of the year. <laughs> we were begging Drew Pine to give us 150 by the end of the year. Oh, my God. So 200 for a guy that's supposed to be way better is just wild. I mean, what is what do people see? It goes back to not having an identity. I'm sure Vegas and their smart guys over there, them being as smart as they are, couldn't figure out what our identity was. That's how unknown it is. That's how much of a question it is. We are so unknown of our identity on offense that even Vegas can't come up with more wins for us than the year before. They can't even, they can't, they can't put the equation together. The receiver room was so unproductive last year that even with a better quarterback, they still can't give us no more wins. We got the best quarterback you can get that wasn't already on a team. And Vegas is like, we still can't calculate six receivers with a thousand yards, and we can't calculate. <laughs> Say I'm doing better for this team. We can't even. They said Charlie Jones did has such an impact on the Notre Dame receiver room last year that all the receivers combined can't give you a Charlie Jones production. As a group. So they like, what you think Sam going to do? They laugh and they said, look, y'all got the best quarterback available and we still won't give you no more wins. We still won't give you over 3,000 yards passing with a guy who's thrown for 12,000 in five years. What are we? What? This is. Wow. Wow. There's nobody else fault but to blame but our own. Because we're not putting out info. That got anybody thinking anything different. Oh, we're going to pull a little bit from here, a little bit from here, use last year's stuff. Oh, we got the best quarterback available. We can run. We can throw. We don't know. That's an indictment on our receiver room. It's an indictment on Sam Hartman. But, you know, we still got to still gotta be positive about what we have moved forward. Lucky Lefty Podcast. As we get ready to close out, I pointed out, that I watched the Marcus Cousins documentary on Showtime <clears throat> that chronicled his return from his torn Achilles. As I watched, there was one thing that stood out. And I said, yo, that's crazy. He said, physically, you go through it. You feel good. You build your leg and your muscles back up. The doctors tell you everything is okay. And he said, the one thing you can never get rid of is the mental side that you're no longer invincible. Being that great athlete, mentally, going out on the court knowing I can do whatever I want to do at any point in time. I don't have to think about the move. I don't have to wonder if I can do the move. I can just go. And that, when I started thinking about Jadarian Price and we hear about how great he looks, how much bigger he is and physically and all of that, the mental hurdle and the mental scar of just feeling like I can do whatever I want on this football field. 
That's the one thing that we should all hope and pray that gets the healing in this process because I think it's the one thing a lot of people overlook when it comes to this Achilles injury and being a great player. You're talking about somebody that was going to possibly start over Aldrich Estime yeah. and Logan Diggs as yeah. a true freshman. Yeah. Yeah. So fall camp is more than physical for Jadarian Jadarian Price because he's done the physical work. Can he get back to feeling, man, I can do what I want to do on this football field because that fight is much more difficult than the actual physical side of returning. And that's saying a lot because that's a grueling, grueling rehab from an injury. I just thought I would point that out. That stood out to me with Jadarian Price as he returns. Not so much as he physically ready. Can he go out there and be that dude? It's a whole lot more mental to that than I think some of us may realize. So <clears throat> it's something that you, you know, nobody, everybody has a different way of dealing with how they recover from injuries. Obviously, an Achilles is very, um, it's a scary injury to have. Shit, my injury was scary to have just because of, of the unknown about it. You have to have a lot of inner faith, but also you, you, Something like an Achilles, you don't know when the next thing can happen to it because there's nothing that you know you can prevent. You're literally putting yourself in harm's way. Left, so that can happen. Let crazy. me tell you something, man. I used to play. I played rec league basketball here in Chicago. Well into my twenties, well into my thirties, bro. My backcourt partner, at about the age of thirty-five. I'm playing with him, and I see him take off at the top of the key, and he just goes down like somebody shot him. Mm. 35, family, all of that, tears his Achilles. Mm. And I'm sitting there like, man, and I never forget left. I never forget. I put on a lot of weight. <clears throat> For those of you that don't know me, man, I fluctuated. A pretty good athlete, man. I fluctuated in the 200s. Stay fit because I played basketball three, four times a week, the majority of my life. And then life just slowed down. You know, you start going into studios, eating pizza every day, producing shows, sitting down. You know what I'm saying? You just, hey, life slows down. You don't get to go hoop as much. And I put on weight, and I happen to go hoop. And I pull my right calf. Mm. And that shit hurts. <laughs> I pulled my right, but I pulled it at the bottom left. Yeah. I pulled it at the bottom. What they call it? The gastrocnemius. Yes, yes, yes. So I rested. <laughs> I rested a month later. I go who? I pull it again. Yeah, easy. Easy. That's a six to seven month, eight month recovery, honestly. And I immediately feel better after you feel better. Yes. And I had somebody. That was honest enough to tell me that I grew up hooping with that said, Sean, you're working your way down to your Achilles, bro. Oh, yeah. You pull that thing, it's over. 
especially because you're not acting every day. So now you sitting up there, you're going to gain even more weight because you can't even do nothing with an Achilles for at least a year. As soon as he said that, I threw my card in. (laughs) Hung up the shoes for the last time. I'm done. (laughs) You will not catch me unless I'm shooting around with my nephews or something like that for fun. Nah. I'm too old to be going through rehab for the Achilles, bro. Jadarian Price, look, from everybody here, LL Nation, Notre Dame, may our prayers go to you for a great recovery, a great return to the field, but also, also the mental strength to be able to go out there and overcome the scars that have come with it. That's right. Because most of us don't recognize them, but we know they're there. And we hope that you can walk on that field and feel total confidence in being able to do whatever it is that you want to do. Because he built like He-Man now. Man. Brother Stack, he looked like he ready to go. So Man, that dude wakes up. That dude, man, go to, that man go to sleep doing pushes, boy. Like, he might he might be bigger than Audrey for real when it comes to just he looked like the closest thing to Reggie Bush we didn't have at running back in a while because he looked good. Man, 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 man I'm man. telling you, I walked on the practice field last year and I looked to the left in the fall camp, and he's in the corner left with some with some hexes. Man, like he, man. That boy is that boy is he's in the corner with some hexes, bro, like some 50s, just During practice, and I'm like, bro, you're gonna explode your whole top. <laughs> man, he was on a mission to get back. He was on a mission to get back, man. And you know, that's I just pointed out that a lot of times as fans, you know, we think about the physical side, but man, there there is a mental side as well. And I hope we see the very best of Jadarian Price. And what he has to offer, man. I really do. Great show. Great week of content. Don't forget, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation, YouTube, subscribe. Hit the thumbs up. Helps us with the views. We'll be back. I will have a special show that I'm dropping on Saturday as well. Podcast will be up, CFB Nation, exclusively later today. We talked about the O-line and how much promise they have and how they're going to be driving force behind Jared Parker and his offense. Joe Rudolph, the incredible job he's doing in development, coaching, and we're going to see how the season plays out because at some point, this offensive line is going to be the anchor in big games for Notre Dame to be able to do big things. And we'll see if they can go ahead and be that anchor for Notre Dame as they move throughout this season. And then we touched on Notre Dame invading New York. Joe Alt giving us eh, an incomplete food review in New York. And then Sam Hartman spending time up at ESPN. Marcus Freeman throw out the first pitch for the New York Mets tonight. Ah, man, pray for him. Cover your head coach tonight. That all bad vibes, all bad vibes will not return to South Bend, coming from the New York Mets. (laughs) And unfortunately, I have to watch my White Sox go down south against the Braves 
and probably get massacred all weekend. But hey, it is what it is. Great weekend, guys. Check the Twitter feed. We'll let you know what we're going to post for Saturday because there's some big-time recruits coming in for this cookout. And the class of 25 is truly heating up for the University of Notre Dame. Coaching staff is doing a tremendous job early on getting in on these kids. All right? So for Malik, I'm Sean Davis. Have a great weekend. And, hey, guys, most of all, make sure that you spin it different.